You're listening to a Cloud Evangelist radio show. For more great shows, subscribe via iTunes or our RSS feed from your smartphone, tablet, or PC. You're listening to another episode of the Cloud Evangelist podcast channel recording at Secure Cloud 2014 in Amsterdam. I'm joined by Tom Nichols from the British Standards Institute, a long way from Chiswick. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here, though. Why are the BSI in Amsterdam a secure cloud? There's quite an exciting new product we've got out on the market. We've been working with the Cloud Security Alliance now for over 18 months to develop something called a CSA STAR certification. This is a brilliant new certification scheme that adds on to the existing ISO 27001 framework to give cloud service providers a way of demonstrating the controls, processes and procedures they have in place that will ultimately give confidence to their clients. Now, last summer when BSI first announced that they were getting involved with Star, I was really excited. And I've talked about it at various trade shows and events that I've been at, and also on this podcast as well. BSI really gives it an air of influence, doesn't it? I'd like to think so. We're the world's largest certification body for ISO 27001, and a key focus area for us is information security and cloud computing. Red Hat, we have our OpenShift platforms as a service offering, and we worked extremely hard. Uh, Tim Kramer, uh, one of our guys, he burnt the midnight oil to get it in the Star catalogue. It's not easy, but it's worthwhile. Absolutely. It is an investment up front. As with all certifications, a lot of the hard work is actually ahead of the audits, ahead of the certificates and ahead of the declarations. But ultimately, once you've put that work in, it's easy to maintain and it will go on giving confidence to your clients and help you win new business. I think one of the questions that many analysts ask people who are taking those tentative steps to cloud is lock-in. They, they put this top dead center about how you should be cautious about, one, how you engage with a cloud service provider, and two, once you've engaged with a cloud service provider, what are your expectations of that? Star levels that playing field, doesn't it? Absolutely. There is a maturity model within STAR certifications to give you an even greater idea of the kind of service you're likely to receive from somebody. But the whole idea of certification is you've all got to meet the same standard. It's a universal standard. You've got confidence in one person. You can have confidence in another on the same basis based on certification. But I, th I think that's important in the European marketplace because you've got movement of workloads. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, for the European marketplace it's important, but also globally. I mean, if there's a tendency sometimes to look at Europe as one isolated entity, these standards are applicable globally and will just help the flow of information around the world in a controlled and understood way. But for companies who are, especially um, companies who've grown by acquisition or who have specific business verticals such as health or in finance, it just means that if they have a, an entity in Santa Barbara, California, or if they have an entity in Basel in Switzerland, or one in Paris, and one in the UK, they can pick and choose. Absolutely. It gives you a much easier procurement marketplace when you can understand what any organization has in place, irrespective of their previous reputation, possibly, or physically where they're located. I did a podcast with Jim Reeves, chair of the CSA, at our offices in Baker Street in London last June or last July. And I think he'd just come from a meeting at your offices and he was still dancing a jig. And I think sometimes it's very important that the message gets across to people that cloud can be easily consumable if you do your homework. And I think the BSI backing star is a huge, huge thing. Now, BSI have always had an influence on commercial trading companies, do you think that now transitions into the cloud and virtualization market? 
Well, if the question is, do you think BSI is going to be able to use its sort of reputation and influence to push the scheme and bring more people in? Absolutely, I hope so. It's the business of what we do. It's fundamental to our objectives of making excellence a habit in our organisations around the world. So I hope we will draw more people in and I hope our involvement in the marketplace will give greater confidence. And I hope that will actually result in a more fluid, more competitive marketplace in cloud computing. You look like you've been really busy this week so far. I do my best to be busy here, certainly. It's an important event for us and we love being at this conference. It's a privilege to be here and the number of people you speak to is brilliant and getting perspectives from all around the industry that will only help us get better products out for customers and help the marketplace. I still come to some conferences where people see the CSA as a bit of a, I don't know, a Fred in the Shed organisation, almost like a pressure group. Nothing could be further from the truth. I've had uh, yesterday Uta Helmberger from Enisa, today Richard Clark from the White House. These people, they're serious, serious, serious people. They don't just get involved with this for the shit out of it, do they? Neither do the BSI. Yes, I'm certainly not here just because I like a trip to Amsterdam. <laughs> I can put it that way. Um, no, I mean, the cloud marketplace, there are a lot of standards out there that people have tried to create. Having looked round, we found the CSA and their cloud controls matrix to be the most credible out there, and that's the reason we're working with them, and we think they have people to partner with. I mentioned in a podcast yesterday with Udo that um, I was in Copenhagen recently uh, giving a keynote, and I mentioned the CSA CCM control matrix whose version 3 had been released, and I asked people in the room to put their hand up if they heard of the cloud, con the cloud control matrix. One hand went up considering CCM actually gives you a fighting chance of survival, but also a fighting chance of beating your auditor, because if you use those blended controls, you know more than he does. <laughs> Our auditors are extremely difficult to beat, I'd assure you on that one. It's always a robust process. But no, I'm slightly disappointed here that it was only one hand that went up. It's something that I've been seeing more and more noise and excitement collecting around, and I certainly hope if we go back in a year's time, it's not going to be one hand, it's going to be... 90% of the hands. This, I think it really is the best framework that I've seen out there. It's not the only one, but to my view, it's the best one that I've seen so far. If anyone from CESG or GCHQ is listening, what you guys don't know is that a lot of the control matrices for Unix and Linux are actually based entirely on the cloud, the cloud security lines matrices because it was the easiest thing for me to do. So it just proves that it's out there working already in government. Tom, thanks very much for making the trip out to Amsterdam. Thanks for being on the podcast. A pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. This has been a Cloud Evangelist production for Red Hat, building clouds today the right way. For more information on Red Hat cloud technologies, visit redhat.com slash cloud. Thanks for listening.